2: You're listening to the Off the Bench Podcast on 104.5 ESPN. For more, follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore ESPN or on YouTube.
3: Good morning everybody. It is 8 a.m. on Thursday, December 14th. Today in Baton Rouge, expect clear skies with a high of 68. Coming up on OTB, Caroline Fenton joins the show at 8.15. We have a new edition of Big Deal or No Big Deal at 9 a.m. And Chef Michael Johnson joins the show for a new edition of Munchies at 9.15. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OTB underscore ESPN, or catch us on YouTube at the 1045 ESPN channel and subscribe for daily content. Hour number two of Off the Bench, live from the Mercedes-Benz Baton Rouge Studio. Starts now. go! All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Jacob Hester and T-Bob Hebert. Yeah, 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 yeah! Off the, off the bench, bench with Hester and, Hester and T-Bob. T-Bob. Hey, this, said I gotta come off the bench. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. Yo, yo, yo.
1: I haven't turned up so loud to barely hear it, and I feel like the short's going to fix.
0: it it's, hey, it's like,
1: Carol. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. OTP, hour number two, getting underway. I have the uh, the added juice of just figuring out this is the last show of the week. For the yeah. fellas. Uh yeah. Company Christmas party tonight. Looking forward to that. Um, it's not going to be at Skull Axe sewing this time around, uh, but eventually it will be. As uh, Look, if you're doing some sort of corporate event, you're doing a boys' night, girls' night, whatever the case may be, you want Skull Axe throwing, okay? Axes, food, beer, uh, really, you know, multiple styles of drinks. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it, it's, it's so much fun, y'all. And, again, if you go to gcx.com, use the promo code EARLYBIRD, you get 20% off GCX.com, promo code EARLYBIRD. Boys night, girls night, date night, corporate events. Like I said, great way to team build, have fun, something different. And uh, if you've never thrown axes before, it's a bit like you hear golfers talk about this, right? Where the first time you hit one of those shots where it's really good and it feels nice and chunky and effortless off the club head and it land somewhere good and you're like oh my god i want to do this every day of my life the first acts that you just really thunk in there with the perfect timing perfect placement it gets you hooked so (laughs) go ahead skull axo and chat. up for bringing you this hour of o t b um Jake, I guess you could kind of take it away. I feel very yeah.
0: Yeah, I, know, the, I, I know. feel very behind the eight ball here. And, and on like a normal day, we wouldn't have, you know, such, you know, big news and, you know, breaking news with the SEC schedule. Uh, before we get there, though, something that we talked about a lot, I believe I don't even know what day it is. Maybe it was Monday. It was MJ Morris from NC State potentially being somebody that could land here. You did a great job, T Bob, of breaking him down here in our notes. He has actually, well, i look, I'm giving <laughs> you some credit. You, you put it in, you put it in our rundown here and that was a potential LSU target. He has committed to Maryland. So that is ah, one run. of the I mean, uh, transfer the quarterbacks. Sense. Yeah, they're, you know, talking about I moving on, I think. I mean, he's been I in college football for as, as long, I think he played against you.
1: I think what you saw at Ole Miss last year no, Talia did not play, me, but he has. But he has been in college football forever. But I think, um, Ole Miss last year, right, where they somehow get Spencer Sanders to come in, yeah, and even Walker Howard, kind of for that matter, um, that to me will be maybe the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, like more and more, I feel like if you're going to get a transfer quarterback. You're 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 gonna have to sell him on the idea that he probably will start. He'll still have to win the job, but he probably will start. And then your depth is gonna have to come from the high school ranks. Yeah, that's that that's how I project, and that's kind of what it feels like. Like even um, well, actually, I guess this is a bit different than that because he's maybe intimidated by Rayola. But you saw Kyle McCord's moving on from Nebraska. Yeah. After some flirtation. Uh, But, yeah, so, like, if you go get a transfer guy, I think you're going to have to sell him on the idea that he would start. And then if he goes down, you'll probably have to rely on uh, your backup quarterbacks. Like, if you you still have a Garrett Nussmeyer or somebody in the program like that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And you're going to have, like, your transfer that you bring in probably every single year. And then the guys that you recruited out of high school and – the guy that you bring in is probably going to have a chance to start. The high school guys are going to be depth pieces. And if you have an injury, I mean, it could alter your season drastically. Like if LSU, yeah. just let's say LSU doesn't bring in a single soul and Garrett Nussmeyer went down in game number three. Yeah. It could completely change whatever again, you thought you, of LSU.
1: But, but that's, that's the thing, though. That's why you still have to focus on developing on high school. Because again, yeah. what is the sales pitch to getting somebody? who is entering the portal because they want to play, right? Like, they're leaving their original school 99% of the time because they're not playing. And ha- So what are you going to sell them on here? we Will come not play here? Yeah. Like, it's going to be more fun running 110s in the summer, whatever it is they do nowadays, and then not play? Like, no, no. That person wants to go play even if it means going to a smaller school. You would have to get a, smaller a
0: Dante Moore situation at a UCLA where he's thinking about going to Oregon where Dylan Gabriel's already committed because – He's come out and said, "I'm okay if I have to go somewhere where I sit for a year and learn under someone else, if it is the right landing spot." And he he started games against UCLA or or for UCLA.
1: Well, that's what's so funny about that entire situation. That's such a sign, and that's such a sign of like growth and maturity, and kind of hitting, getting hit with the reality check of of college football. Because remember, (laughs) this is hard. (laughs) Yeah, because he was committed to Oregon. Yeah. But then Bo Nick shows up. He's like, "Well, screw this! I want to play immediately. I'm not going to ride the bench." Yeah. And then he goes and throws a few pick sixes. Kind of sees, uh, you know, Utah teaches him what big college football is about. And now he's like, "You know what? Uh, I could, I could maybe use a little yeah. seasoning. He could use a little time to get ready." And and I, yeah, that that speaks that I'd be very excited on Dante Moore then because that, that 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 feels like okay, that's a guy who is now starting to get it. And when you combine his physical talent. With that sort of intellectual maturity, uh, he becomes a pretty exciting prospect. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's that's certainly somebody. I mean, look, he obviously has multiple years left of eligibility. Now, like your high school recruiting, it's, it's really going well as far as quarterbacks. Like you're going to bring in a, a top guy this year. You have a chance to bring in the top guy next year. And so you always have to kind of think about that in your thought process when it comes to bringing in guys at certain positions. Certainly the quarterback position, only one gets to play. And when you talk to these coaches, like they are skating that that thin ice and that thin line of, I know I need to bring players in at this position, but if I bring this player in at that position, I'm losing my young guy. Yeah, My young guy's gone. He's going in the portal and he's going somewhere else because everybody wants to play now. And you can have conversations with sense. these coaches and they'll tell you like, Unless it's a dire need in the portal, like they're trying to allow some of their young guys to develop because they know those young guys will leave, and then you're left every single year having to build through the portal. Some people want to do that. Some Mm -hmm. people have to do that. Like I think Ole Miss is going to be better if they build through the portal. They're never going to compete with the top dogs in the SEC in recruiting in high school, but they can in the portal. Yeah, And that's how they're going to build their roster. I mean, Missouri's 30th right now in high school recruiting top 10 team in the country playing in the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State they're 30th Washington's 31st yeah in high school recruiting and so like even programs like that that are successful they they can't do it through high school recruiting alone and that's with Missouri having the number 2 or 3 overall recruit depending on what site you're looking at and they still are 30th yeah so they can't do it that way they have to they can obviously they're going to sign 25 guys or whatever number they want to to get to the 85 because those rules have changed, but they're going to have to bring in guys through the portal.
1: Well, they're and 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 calling uh don't get too married to my language choice here, right? But because calling Ole Miss and Mizzou middle class is not accurate, but uh they're not the biggest of brands, right? And a lot of times if you're a big time blue chip prospect out of high school, you know, you want to go to your uh Alabama, Georgia, maybe like Oregon's getting in there, USC, whatever the case may be, right? The LSU's definitely in that number as well, the big, big guys. Um, but what you realize is maybe you get there and you're buried and you don't see a path to the field. And when you get humbled, all of a sudden, maybe going to play for Fran at Syracuse starts to make more sense to you or going to Ole Miss and just going to play makes more sense. And so, yeah, the these the schools like... It's, it's, it's not the worst thing because they get a combination of maybe like proven group of five players who've already proven to be very good and, and deserve a yeah. shot to say like uh, Andy Staples said this yesterday. And I thought it was a pretty great point. If you're a great coach in the group of five level, you go, you get bumped up and you basically get promoted. Yep. And you get a chance at bigger Okay. Same thing should happen with the players. You're a great player. The group five. level. great. Okay. Now you get an opportunity to go to a bigger school. Or if you're old Miss, you get, like I said, one of those blue chip guys who's Buried on a roster in Alabama, or maybe you even get a um a a a a smaller power five guy that's like like whatever the 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 point is building to the portal is hmm i actually is it harder or easier than high school recruiting i mean i I know it's different in a lot of ways there's more high school recruits to choose from, but you are getting more known quantities yeah. I there think it's a, a little of bit of both. they build through the portal. Yeah.
0: Because you look at through the portal, it's a quick, easy, fast process. It is. I mean, it's days, high school recruiting years. Those relationships. Yeah. are Deep. I mean, think about how many coaches that coach for another school and you had such a good relationship with them when you played them. Like you went and had like a full conversation with that yeah, coach because true. like you had a relationship with them. I know. I mean, I, I know I did. I know you did. Like you just for two years, you built this relationship. Like I, Sonny Dykes is somebody that I probably talk to more than anybody in recruiting as my first offer and that's always something like I'll have and we had so many conversations that when I see him, we have a relationship from when I was recruited. yeah, you know and and you have stories like that as well. And so like that's a long-standing relationship where transfer portals like speed dating like you don't really get a chance to know that person and you're going off maybe, how attractive they are and that's like your yeah. decision making. And that's not always the best way to to go about making a decision. And sometimes you get burned. Coach Saban's told me that. He's like, look, I, I get a chance to know my high school guys for years and I know everything about them. I've asked everybody questions about them. In the transfer portal, I've got like days to try to figure out. And he goes, you know, I have, I have a process. And sometimes you can't figure out if they're going to meet that process and fit into that process because it's so fast.
1: Well, I mean, look no further than the LSU corners from this last year, right? Yeah. Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut. Now, we didn't know much about Deuce Chestnut. We knew Denver Harris was a red flag and LSU knew, but they were banking on maybe the process and the second opportunity uh, helping him to kind of straighten out, and that did not happen. And then even Deuce Chestnut, who, again, I don't remember there being any, you know, this is an all-conference performer. There was no whispers of anything that would be a character concern or whatnot. And to be fair, we still don't really know. Like I, I that, That's probably unfair to just lump them in together because we don't really know what was or was not done or how it all soured so badly. But to Jake's point, uh, Brian Kelly also incredibly process-oriented. And while it really worked out in year one with Fouché, Bernard Converse, uh, Makai Gardner, all those other guys, uh, the complete opposite. Happened in year number two where the guys you yep. brought in did not fit the process. And now, you know, but but now, like we just talked about now, you're kind of hesitant about bringing another DB in because you kind of like what you saw out Toviano and Stamps. And you think maybe those guys can develop to be the corners you're looking for. And then if you can add yep. through uh, recruiting, you can add some depth there.
0: Uh, also, I'm pretty sure that Major Burns has another year of eligibility. Now, I don't know Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that ends up. I don't know if he takes it. I, I, I would assume he would because, you know, obviously he's not a guy that would be drafted incredibly high or drafted at all, yeah. and maybe he wants to come back. And he's he's been a two-year starter. He'd be a third-year starter. And so, you know, maybe have a veteran like that. But still, I'd like to see some pieces brought in.
1: Major it, can play. I Look, I know yeah. that it was an up-and-down year for everybody on defense, right? But when I see that many people – that I know can play, look a bit helpless. Yeah, that's why I'm putting the majority on the coaching. Yeah, and I know there were personnel limitations. We all know this, but like there are guys that I know are better than how they looked out there, and I would put uh, major in that category. Someone, hey, did have that pick six against Mizzou,
0: covered he did. the spread for everybody. He dude. did, and I think he's seen enough good that. You would you would want him to yes. be back there as well, many games he's played, veteran leader, you know. yeah, secondary safety too yes <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, since you weren't here and I haven't really caught you up because we hadn't had time, we got to take a break because yep. uh, Peter Burns of the SEC Network is joining us
3: when we come back on OTB off the bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 11:30 the Tiger
1: go to all-star toyota of Baton Rouge.com. All-Star toyota of Baton Rouge.com. i just got my second murdered out mini man and it is awesome uh but check this out you always hear me talking about the service department over there at all-star well, how about their body shop man we're talking about a lifetime warranty on the work they do we talk about free estimates um very conveniently located right there off an of airline in goodwood uh, insurance claims are welcome. They got shuttle service. Remember I tell you about that. You drive your car off. They'll actually bring you wherever you need to go, pick you back up. So there's no need to have to worry about using Ubers or anything. Spending more money. If you do need a rental car for longer, you just go hit up Miss Lisa Sessions. They got you. They got factory parts. But the most important part, okay, when you come into the body shop and this, is how you can help support the boys. If you mention OTB, T-Bob or Hester, any of it, ESPN, you get $100 to put towards your deductible. $100 for your deductible. all to the Baton Rouge.
3: Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned down low. Let it snow, let it snow All-Star it Toyota snow. presents Off the when Bench with Hester and T-Bob ESPN night. Baton Rouge, New Orleans, going, Alexandria start. And 1130 The Tiger really me
1: tight. What's happening, y'all? Welcome back OTB, out number two, September Hope everybody's having a wonderful Christmas Do we have uh, Peter right here? Uh, yeah he on the phone right now?
0: Look at you All
1: right, y'all take it away I actually just realized then that these broken headphones are not going to work <laughs>
0: This is a real radio professional uh, show here. Uh, We have headphone issues, Peter Burns, but I can hear you and I'm glad to hear you. How you doing, bud?
2: Uh, I'm doing well. Have headphones ever worked in a studio? and this is not y'all studio. Like I was just up at SeriesM this week in New York City, and like we had to take 30 minutes to go through every single um, every single one of the, the radio stations yeah. to find one working set of headphones. It never uh, does.
0: Yeah, I mean, blame the program director. I don't know what's going on here. I think it's the headphone Jack. I'm not even sure it's the headphones, and so we'll try to get it done. But hey, I again, I can hear you. very excited to catch up with you, Bud. Uh, big news in the SEC in 2024. We now know the schedule. And uh, are you thinking about Chris during this morning? Like I am.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, that was the first day I'm like, when on the schedule is LSU, Florida. And so like, if it's Halloween, then we could do something crazy. If it's around Thanksgiving and <laughs> it falls kind of around the same time, like that mid November, I'm like, now all of a sudden we bring in the pilgrims in the play of dressing up. Like we bring in the gobble, gobble turkey that we had this year. So that was like the first day. I'm like, one, where does the Florida game reside, uh, and two, who are we going to end up with? And then now I see Oklahoma, and I freaking love it, and yeah. I actually hate it as well, too, <laughs> as, as the as the end uh, finale. Uh,
1: now what? It, mm, how, so? So until we would reach a pod system, will that last game be rotating? Do you know how that work? I mean, I guess there's still a ton, to, ton I, like, of changes up in the air well, because we'll probably go to nine games whenever ESPN decides to. Play yeah,
0: for I, it. I think it's going to change next year. But PB, like I would assume, like them putting LSU and Oklahoma there at the very end when you start so to look good. at everybody else and who they have and games you can't go away. Iron Bowl, Egg Bowl, A and M, Texas. Like you can't really place Oklahoma anywhere else, and it makes a lot of sense. These two huge brands.
2: Yeah, you don't have, I mean, the thing is, it almost kind of feels like, guys, where, where these programs are at, that it feels like it's a facto playoff game
3: Good, right
2: before, you know, like almost a play-in game to the college football playoff. Because you think with LSU and the way that they're trending right now, that you think that, all right, there's no real reason why they shouldn't be in contention for a college football playoff. And even with Oklahoma, as tough as their schedule is coming in, like Venables is playing good so you know, or has this team trending a lot better than they did last year. So I look at this and I'm like, man, you know, how many of these events, you know, A&M, and m in Texas, that feels like it's going to be a de facto playoff uh, type opportunity for for one of those games. And LSU, Oklahoma is, is at it right there. And I mean, I I will say this, you guys are 100% right that this is a one-off schedule. From what I understand, this was a one-off schedule. Yeah. They're still going to decide on whether they're going to do eight games or nine games whether or not their their um, television partner is going to pile in some more money. And it's the first year also, guys, of this 12-team playoffs. So you might as well be like, all right, let's see how this thing works. We don't have to rush in and create a nine-game schedule because I look at this thing, I'm like, who the hell has an easy? Right, easy schedule in 2024 now with adding Texas and Oklahoma to the mix?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are no easy schedules. Also, I just love now, I don't know if everybody's schedules like this, but looking at LSUs, I love that there's no Cupcake. After that, I mean, granted, you do get the the friendly draw of Vandy there, right? But four SEs, like, that's how a season should end. Late season cupcakes are anathema to football as as a spectator. And the playoff angle makes sense, PB, because, like, look at how the NFL does it now. They schedule all those yep. division games that are going to determine playoffs win at the end of the year so that everybody's watching yeah. and everybody's locked in.
2: Well, and that's what I was worried about as well, too, as well, along with a lot of people. Because, listen, I think what makes college football great is that you're pregnant with fear on every single week because it could cost you, right? Like in, yeah. the, in, the, in the NFL, like you lose one week, you're like, all right, I mean, that sucks, but, you know, we can still get everything going. And so that's why I always like the sanctity of the regular season. But I think what we're going to learn is that when all of a sudden LSU and, and Oklahoma are at the end of the schedule, or you see some, you know, even A&M and Texas, you're sitting there going, all right, there is a whole hell of a lot, not only a rivalry game, but there's a whole hell of a lot uh, that's on, on, on in stake in the college football playoff. Plus, again, I would rather play LSU. I would rather have the LSU play Oklahoma, especially because of the success that we've had, as opposed to probably A&M or Arkansas or, any, or anybody else.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we've all suffered at the hands of Arkansas at various times <laughs> randomly in the battle for the Golden Boot. How about this, though? Okay, so – it, it is one of those funny things where, like, you look at Florida and you're like, my God, Billy Napier screwed. Uh, oh, but, you know, no. side note, he, you know, all that means is Coach Prime will be there soon. But, um, there, but, 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 like, there are no real easy schedules, right? Like, like you said, there are no real easy schedules. But Texas, in terms of just their SEC slate, now I know they have that Michigan game, which changes the math yeah. there a bit. But Texas, I would say, PB, got about as friendly of a draw and with the current standing of programs as they could have, especially compared to Oklahoma, right? Like, Texas oh, yeah. gets Georgia, oh, yeah. but then outside you of that... Georgia,
2: but you get them, you get them in Austin. You get them right? in Austin, right? So the, the, the only problem with that is that you're getting them right after the Texas OU game that week, right? That's like, fair. Like, it's always about, like, hey, who do you have coming up this, this following week? And, I mean... That was one of the reasons why I hated the fact that, that LSU and Florida this year was after the Bama game, is because I'm like, all right, man, listen, that is always such an emotional roller coaster. One way, how do you get back on track? And it's going to be the same things coming up next year, right? I mean, you know, Tigers got Florida right after, right after the the, the Bama game there at in, in, in Tiger Stadium. So, yeah, I mean, Texas. I mean, I'll, put, I'll flip it on the other side though. I think I think now we know why A and M decided to move on from Jimbo Fisher in the middle of the season last year because I think yep. they were worried that AM was going to have some success at the end of the season and then they probably had kind of a glimpse of what 2024 schedule was looking at. I mean, guys, that's a pretty easy schedule for AM. AM and m Ole Miss, I think when you go top to bottom, Ooh, I, I, I mean, Ole, Ole Miss should be a college football playoff team next year. If you're going to bring Jackson Dart back, you're bringing Quinshawn back, you're Trey Harris, yeah. I guarantee they're going to add a couple of names to the transfer portal. And you look at their schedule, that's that's that to me, as a college football
0: playoff team. Yeah, I do think it's very friendly, uh, PB. Well, as friendly as it can be playing in this SEC uh, portion of it. Now, we did talk about CD. We talked about the Florida game and obviously, like, the annual bet, which we all look forward to. But I think he might have, like, done a CD move and taken his shirt off and party too hard from, you know, someone in the Birmingham office getting mad at him because Georgia – at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, at Florida State to end the year. Those five games, I don't know what Doring did. I don't know who he made angry. But Billy Napier uh, might not be the Florida head coach after that run of five games.
2: It, it's tough. I mean, and, and like I said, that's why it's sucked that LSU has to play Florida after the Bama game because of my self-serving bet that I win <laughs> every single year, including for the College World Series. Thank you. Um, but Florida having to play LSU – after Georgia and after Texas. Yeah. I mean, my, nice. you're talking about two college football playoff squads. And oh, by the way, the third week, you got to play LSU and then Ole Miss and Florida State. It's, it's tough, man. And, and I mean, they knew that going in as far as, you know, they were going to have to play Florida State. But they also added Central Florida, they added Miami. They also, I mean, they, they did not help themselves in some of the non conference stuff. And I, I'm a firm believer Good. That, that there was a bunch of coaches that wanted nine conference games. And I think now that you're going to see the schedule come out and they're going to play it. A lot of coaches after this year and athletic directors are going
1: to say, now we only want eight. Well, yeah, but that's where, I mean, that's where it's up to like everything else in college football, the TV partners, right? Like they, they have to overwhelm. They, they have to put the money in and say, no, we're getting rid of this. Like eventually this should evolve into all power five schedules. Uh, now that you have 12 playoff teams, or at least I would hope that it eventually would, uh, Put on. Okay, so first, PB, answer this question. Then I have a follow up. Uh, how many teams? How many SEC teams do you project will make a 12-team playoff in any given year? On average,
2: in any given in any given year, I think it's four. Okay, I mean, I, th- I think you legitimately will have four. I mean, you could say possibly five, but I think there's going to be like the NFL. Everybody's going to beat up on each other, and someone's going to be like 13th or 14th in the right. So, so give me give me four. So that's exactly where
1: we were in yeah. yesterday four, maybe five. So now put on your LSU fandom hat, you know, i Brian Kelly. You better do this thing. Like how often do you think to be considered a success? Does Brian Kelly have to have the tigers in that top four and in the playoff? 75%. the
2: time? So,
1: so that's interesting. Cause I mean, that that's where we landed initially yesterday as well. Pretty much. I think we said like seven out of 10. Uh, but then we looked it up, like, what, Jake, over the past 20 years, you would have made it,
0: what, 50? About 50%. If you go off a, a top 11 ranking, because obviously twelfth goes to the group of five, I, I think even going back to the Nick Saban days, PB, you would have made it about 50% of the time.
2: Which is crazy to think, right? I mean, think I know. about how many good seasons that you have, and you're thinking, well, yeah, I mean, right now it's not as great as it has been, but... I mean, if it, I didn't know that it was that low, of me a neither. And I and I and I, yeah, and I think that's what's going to happen, right? Like in college basketball, it's hey, did you make the tournament? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay, and then for certain contenders, it's like hey, did you make the Sweet Sixteen? And then obviously for the national title contenders, it's Final Four or bust. But we haven't seen that a lot in in this conference. But I think for LSU, it's going to be you're going to look at a season and go thumbs up or thumbs down. Did you make the college football playoff? Yep. Yeah. That, that 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 that's basically what you know, the the, the the par is going to be on, on the on the golf course for Brian Kelly. And I think they're they're aware of that, right? I mean I mean they knew that too, also going into Southern Cal and U C L A. Um I mean that those you know those two uh great Big Ten rivalry games are going to be fantastic coming up.
1: <laughs> yeah i, can't. I, I mean the, the lsu schedule so okay i mean like the lsu schedule right like you said couple of big 10 teams added to the mix along with oklahoma all this other stuff um
0: 10 power five games right yeah uh
1: yeah which yeah. again good great yes that's what i want I'm, I'm i'm done in my older age with just knowing you're gonna win a game going in i want the fear in my stomach that reminds me <laughs> i'm alive every single saturday uh but, but how much pressure is on BK here, PB? Because, like, we mentioned Billy Napier, and and, and Brian Kelly's not going to be fired, obviously. Uh, we, we all know that contract. of everything else. But year number three is when you are supposed to take the leap, and yet you just had one of the best offenses in college football history, and you lost well, three games with it. And now you're losing two first-round NFL wide receivers. You're losing a Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback. It looks like you're potentially retaining the defensive coordinator, a la Alex Grinch, that was kind of the, you know, the, 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 uh, catalyst of your three losses. Like I, it's a pretty risky year that will kind of make or break how we view these first three seasons of the Kelly era.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I think that that also is the importance in how crazy. That sounds even saying it out loud, but the importance of Jane is one of the Heisman, right? Like, I mean, the, the fact that yeah. Jaden wins it is you're going to take a look at it and go, yes, they were explosively bad on defense, right? Like this That's, terrible yeah. on defense, but at least they won the Heisman, right? Like what, what is the shining trophy that you're going to get that you can tell recruits, you can tell every kid in the transfer portal, come down to LSU, right? You're going to, the biggest brand, the hottest brand in all of college sports right now, you know, by the way, Den Brock's going to be running your offense for the foreseeable future, like, that, that, to me, is—is is, it covers up any kind of warts. Now, if Daniels doesn't win the Heisman, uh, you know, last weekend, and you're talking about a couple of nine-and-three seasons, and you're like, eh, if you don't make the college football playoff, you're like, hey, this is not why, we, why Brian Kelly's here. But I, I'm a firm believer that there will not be that much hatred towards it. Um, if, hey, if you went eight-and-four, it obviously would be disappointing, immensely disappointing but I still think that it's a college football playoff berth is definitely within the cards for LSU next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, look at, well, that's going to be the expectation because BK has been talking about year number three. You got to win
2: the first game. I'm sick and tired of, of, of all people. Like, I mean like Oh three L you know, usD with their, their, their absolutely embarrassing part where they tried to claim a national championship. Like get that the hell out of here. Like, I want them to absolutely just fifty-two to seventeen. Just want them to have to dismantle their program after <laughs> after that damn ball game. Uh,
1: I'm just sad that Alex Grinch isn't still there, so we can't get yeah. Alex Grinch versus Matt House. Just a defensive masterclass. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think Matt House has even had way more success than Alex Grinch. Alex Grinch had uh, some evidence on somebody.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I suppose she was thirty fifth. Listen, you guys year. have talked
2: about a lot and about the Matt House. Too. But I don't think a lot of the, the listeners know. You guys know it maybe to a certain extent about how much stuff was going on behind the scenes, and that that a lot of people will never know about LSU football this year, especially on the defensive side. And I'm not just talking about the the, the tragic circumstance with Greg Bush, but so much going on that I I, I am the, i on the point of like, hey, listen, I want to see Matt House with with the guys that he wants with with a lot more calm waters around that football program from top to bottom to see what he can do coming up next year
1: but like this is you know you know how this year for Lincoln Riley basically ruined both years at USC sure. for Lincoln right like now we're looking and now we're all questioning like wait how good is USC even right um right. if you retain that house and the defense is awful again next year like that's really bad no because, like, that's the thing no, about the Heisman. People, people are people are pumped about the Heisman. But I have noticed this odd, almost rubber band effect where somebody gets really excited about the Heisman, and then a second later they start grumbling about wasted opportunity.
2: Buddy, in 15 years from now, okay, 15 years from now, when I think of the Heisman, I'll think of Joe Burrow winning the Heisman. Yeah. When I think in 15 years from now that when Jaden Daniels won the Heisman, you know what my first thought is going to be? How my- bad this defense was. Mm. That, that was the year that we had the world's worst defense in the history of, of college yeah. football. I, yeah. I mean, like, and, and, but BK, listen, I mean, listen, BK knew that he had to make a change with polion a, a couple of years ago or yep. two years ago when the, when, when the special teams was atrocious, he made that, met that move. It got fixed. I trust Brian Kelly. Like I, I've gotten to the point where he's the CEO of a program mm-hmm. and I have not seen anything at this point. Just says, when you're going to make a change, it doesn't work, or when you don't make a change, it doesn't work. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt until he, until he crosses
1: it. Well, yeah, and he's like the winningest of college football coach, right? So I would definitely say that he has that resume to say, hey, guys, just, you know, be patient, trust me. But uh, we're all logical college football fans. Uh, PB, <laughs> thank you so much, man. And uh, you have a wunderbar morning.
2: Love you, boys.
0: Love you, man. See you, PB. Later. Bye,
1: um, Cortland is T about being overreactive meeting guy. Are are y'all okay, Cortland? So you would just be super <laughs> Cortland, what would you be typing in the chat if LSU's eight and four next year? What would you be typing in the chat and the defense looks bad? Get the hell out of here. Look in the mirror, son. Come on. Pick it up. Take a lap. Um come back after the break.
0: I will <laughs> I will say, like, Matt House is one. not Alex Grinch. Matt like last year was awful. There's no way to defend what last year was, but at least, like, we always talk about having something to fall back on when we have these conversations. Like, you didn't really have that with Alex Grinch, and we had that conversation with him, at least with Matt House two years ago. You were 35th in total defense, and so there's something in his days at Kentucky, and so it's not as bad as that situation. Does it have to get 35 miles down the road better? Absolutely, it does.
1: That's what I'm saying. No, no, I don't mean that he is Alex Grinch resume-wise. Just the year one, like, this year, going into next year, is very reminiscent of Alex Grinch from year yep. one going into. Heisman year Trophy
0: two. quarterback. Yeah, the defense that, was the reason You didn't saying. win. Yeah. yeah, no, certainly a lot of parallels.
1: All right, when we get back, more OTB.
3: Off the bench with Hester and T. Bob. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bop, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger.
1: This reminds me of The Night Before, a very good, underrated adult comedy Christmas movie you should check out if you've never seen it before. Uh, Seth Rogen Vehicle. Um, Corlin Jacobs says t bob should let it play out before we talking about Grinch. Again, guys, don't get so... Uh, I, it's impossible to deny the parallels between Grinch and Riley from last year to this year and what Kelly and House will be going through from this year to next year. It's impossible to ignore. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, if
0: you go only in those in those years. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Right. And that's
1: all I'm talking about. That's all I'm talking about. Losing a and winner, a year where you're going to expect it to be better. Like, it's yeah, it's all right there, dude. Um, and again, PB raised good points. Like, I would bet on... I would bet on. Um, I would, you know, I, I I still trust Brian Kelly as well. The only thing I don't trust, and again, another thing that PB hit on, is you got to win Game One. Like I need, I need y'all to figure out. And maybe it's just because you got so many new faces constantly. Everything else, I just need y'all to figure out what's going wrong in the process. What's going wrong in the evaluation process coming out of camp, where even our own Taylor Sharp seems to have a better grasp of what we're being like sold because when Taylor was in here telling me things about Mason Smith and what other elements were there. I mean, there were other ones, whatever Taylor's that had like three or four takes of going to practice every day. There was, and I was just like, I don't, I don't, that cannot be right. Like, I do not think you're right. And then pretty much every single one came true.
4: Well, the, the, the issue that I had, look, you can have misses, but like the coaching staff went to the media and just flat out lied. Because either they flat out lied or they didn't know their team at all. And, like, because th- what were they well, saying? Well, he did they're say like,
0: after game one, he's like, this team ain't the team I thought they were.
4: Yeah. But you could yeah. see it after one practice, guys. It was very obvious. And they were like, well, our offensive line's good, but this is the best defensive line they're going against all year long. Oh. We came back in day one, and I'm like, guys, the D line's awful. Like, they're so bad. <laughs> I was did. like, Mason Smith's standing straight up. He's not as healthy as they're saying he is. And they this, and then I mean, they just, they were like, oh, nope. Mason Smith's gonna be fine. Like you guys are reading too much into it. Like he's he's gonna be an All American type player. He struggled all year long. Like that was that was the biggest issue I had. I was like, it was so obvious. It's like either they didn't see it, which is really concerning, or they just flat out lied to the media. It's
1: it's you know lying lying is. You know, you also don't want to sit there and crap on your guys. You know when you got, you know when you did get a peek behind the curtain. Now, I do think they thought they were better than they were. But you know when you got a peek behind the curtain was that coach's show. Where he said, what did he say? He said something along the lines of, you know, we're pretty young. And he's like, but we're still going to beat him. Because remember that everybody ran with it and was like, he said they were going to beat Florida State death or whatever. But like, but he had that one kind of insecure line about like, well, you know, we're traveling to. A lot of freshmen and we're very young on the <laughs> secondary, but but you know, we're still gonna go take care of business.
4: Well, and then like people forget the off season. He's like, No, like we're a year away. Like like he's like, year three is gonna yeah, be the year. He key. said that media days. Yeah, I mean all the podium. Again, and
1: and I agree, but that's where this becomes weird because it's hard to see that with how this year went and what you're losing. And Corlin is saying that I'm only reading half the conversation because he's saying we don't know that they're gonna retain Grinch yet or excuse me, House yet, <laughs> but like uh Freudian slip. But, like, obviously, like, yeah, if, if they don't retain him, then none of this plays anyway. Um, so I just – I hold that to be kind of, you know, inherently understood to the to uh, to the to the conversation. Um, Jim Carrey Grinch is a fever dream I never want to wake up from. Jim Carrey Grinch is fantastic. Really fantastic good. Fantastic movie. Ron Howard did an awesome job of bringing Whoville to life. Beautiful sets. Jim Carrey's all of the – chaotic Jim Carrey energy that carried the mask, that carried Liar Liar, that carried Cable Man. It's all on display, and it's all turned up to 11. The weirdest Jim Carrey thing is that he just doesn't show up for years, and then randomly the Sonic movies got him back.
0: <laughs> yes. You know what
1: I'm saying? Like, he's yes. just chilling for years. He's painting, doing his thing, and then he's finally like, you know what, I'm going to come back for the Sonic series. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's worked. I mean, those movies kill it, apparently. Make a lot of money, yeah. Oh,
0: I've, don't I've don't had, your boys I've, love it? Yeah, I've, I've had to go see them all. And they're exactly what you think.
3: Um, Jim Carrey looks like Rick Carlisle. He got in a little spat with yeah, and last Teterkunpo.
1: Yeah, night. no,
0: they they did. I think yes. Rick Carlisle would look like Jim Carrey. He's more famous.
1: Um, no way. Rick Carlos is definitely more famous. <laughs> I was,
0: uh, Jim Carrey, <laughs> but not by a lot. No Mario. Whoa, Mario. Whoa, Mar- it's, not it's, no. it's not even it's so remotely close. Like I, cover, yes. I cover sports every single day, and I barely know who that it is. It uh, is
1: not bad, bad, even bad, 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 close bad. how much. Jim Carrey, movie people are just more famous than the majority of athletes except for superstar soccer players. I
4: always look at it. It's Fair. like, let me find someone who's not a sports fan and ask them who, yes, if they yeah, recognize yeah, yeah. this guy. Good. Good. Yeah. No one's going to know who Rick Carlisle is. Oh, the yeah. uh, 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 Carlisle. He right? coaches a Mavs. <laughs> well, he coaches the Pacers now. Oh, shoot, there <laughs> <you> <laughs> go. Uh,
0: the Mavs coach is uh, Jason Kidd.
1: Um, oh, Cable Guy. Not, did I say Cable Man? That's funny.
3: I mean, we cable know Cable
1: Man's about. a really dumb name. But
3: uh, <laughs> Cable right. Guy. <laughs> man, that
1: makes no sense. Uh, all right, we'll get back. Cable Hour 2 of OTB.
3: Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob.
1: Community Steel Company! For all your steel needs to end the year and going into the new year, you want to go check out Community Steel Company in Gonzales, Louisiana. You go to their brand new website, communitysteelco.com. It's got an excellent new redesign. Uh, but, look, we love local business here uh, on OTB. And the best part of Community Steel is they're disrupting the steel industry because not only is everything built right there in Gonzales, right? So they buy the steel from the wholesaler. And then all your purlin uh, tubing, steel build, need sheet metal. It's all made right there on site, which means there's no middleman jacking up the price for the consumer in the back end. You can go see the product and you get to know the live and local human sales team. They get to know your business and y'all get to thrive together communitysteelcompany.com.
0: Yeah, go to that website today. Like T-Bob said, it's got a major upgrade there. Great website, but also you can just pick up the phone and give them a call. It is a 225 number because you're talking to somebody in Gonzales, Louisiana, not somebody from out of town.
3: 225-647-2020. Our listeners fire up their opinion. All Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T. Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 11:30 The Tiger.
1: Uh,
0: all right, T. Bob, I did a little research uh, during the break because, like we said, you know sometimes you don't have something to fall back on. We're talking Matt House, Alex Grinch, and so Matt House as a defensive coordinator. 2015 at Florida International, mm-hmm. 85th in total defense. 2017 at Kentucky, 75th in total defense. 2018 at Kentucky, 6th overall in total defense. 2022 at LSU, 34th overall. And then 2023, 80th overall. So peaks and valleys, ebbs that and flows.
1: did not make me feel that much better, honestly. Um, I see one peak there.
0: Well, 34, I I mean, you'll take 34, I think.
1: I would have taken 34 this last year Well, this year you win
0: national championship But I think the expectation
1: of LSU needs to be higher than 34. Yeah, it does. If Georgia's out here top 10, Alabama's out here top 10, LSU needs to be in the top 10 defensively.
0: Yeah, but you, mm, yeah. You haven't, I mean, it's not like you've been that in a while. Like, when's the last time LSU had a top 10 defense? That's what I'm
1: saying. That's got to get fixed, though. It's got to get fixed. What is holding so he LSU did have the back? Sixth,
0: he had the sixth in 2018, obviously, at Kentucky, uh, and so yeah, 85, 75, 80 is is not something you're going to write home about.
1: I just feel like I just feel like, and again, and I also, you know, recruiting comes into this as well. If if he recruits great, then okay, that then that 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 goes a long way towards any uh, the judgment of any college coach, but. I guess we'll wait and see how this class ends up and and, and everything else. Um, I mean, that is a good question. Why has the LSU defense fallen off so hard? When was the last great LSU defense? How, uh, how did Devin White rank in 17? 2016,
0: okay. is uh, the last time you had a top 10. You had a uh, fifth overall. What are we doing? You had fifth overall, uh, only behind, you you're anymore? behind Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, then LSU. Why can't 2016. you do that anymore?
4: And that was, that was Aranda's first year. And look, shout out to Aranda. Yeah, good defenses. You go look statistically, his defenses got worse every year he was here.
1: That's what I'm saying. So what has happened and how do you fix it? Because if there's one thing that LSU, uh, that Louisiana produces,
3: it's defensive dogs all over the place. Get it fixed. Off the bench with
2: Hester and T-Bob. Robinson Brothers here in Holiday Blitz. By today, today. Hey, no expensive.